How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Footy Show podcast. My name is Josh, and I am going to be your host today. But today, we have a different co-host, because Vinny is away on holiday for his birthday. Shout out to Vinny. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Vinny. It is his birthday at the time of recording. Probably not his birthday at the time that I upload this, but we'll see. You know, the night's still young. Today, we have um, the substitute co-host... Kazra, do you want to say hello to the people? Hi guys. I mean, I apologise for the mic. I've tried. To, we tried to fix it in in post. It's probably going to be sorted out. But if it's not, I apologise. We have a lot to talk about this week, Kazra. A lot of things have yeah, happened. Yeah. The football last week, or the last weekend, was pretty crazy. But we're going to go go with some of the juicy, juicy Premier League games this weekend because we have got some big games. First of all, I think we'll start off with the biggest game. Which probably you don't like the sound of um, Liverpool being the biggest game, do you, Kazra? Um, I know what it is. Liverpool versus Man City. How are we feeling for this game, Kazra? It could be either a very frustrating game for Liverpool fans or City will crumble. It is one of those two things. I hope it's the latter, if I'm being completely honest. Because I saw something today, right, which actually kind of shook me a little bit on Twitter. Um, if you have, don't follow me on Twitter, make sure you do. I'll put my, my link in the description. Um, <laughs> Virgil van Dijk wasn't in training today. Ooh. Apparently it was because he was in Holland, or sorry, the Netherlands, um, eating lunch with the royal family. Apparently that's what happened. There's a, there's a picture of it for proof, but I'm not sure that's, you know, that's what I believe at the moment. Especially if the news coming out of the Liverpool camp is that he has um, he took a few knocks on Tuesday during the Genk game. If he's not playing, I have a feeling we might get battered. I can't lie, because he is probably one of the you know he is the best defender in the world. If we're being if we're being real, and it's, any it's disagreement? It's that that injury which will cost Liverpool if that is what's happened this weekend, but also. I think there are some clubs that are kind of now trying to suss out what Liverpool's game plans are. And oh, exactly. It's there are it's been it's been happening more and more often where teams are making it much harder for Liverpool than it than it originally oh, was. Of and I think I think with with teams that don't have quite have the quality that we do. Especially, you know, we saw it in the United game a couple of weeks ago, where mm-hmm. the where the fullbacks were pushed quite far back, and if the fullbacks are pushed back, it puts more emphasis on our midfield to be um, to be creative, and we don't have creative midfielders, obviously. And but and if City come, if City come do the same thing, they have the see. This was my thing, though. I don't think City need to do that. I think City have too. I think City have too much quality to to have to you know to play to our to adjust to our strengths very much. Is that you know their players are all good enough? I think it's at the moment we. It looks like Edison. There is a confidence issue though, and there is Edison being. There is there well there is a confidence issue, but you know we don't know if Edison's out injured. What I was going to say is that. He came off yesterday at half time, but it might have just been a precautionary thing. Also, I wouldn't put it past Pep Guardiola to, you know, um come with the mind games pretty much and um and pull him out of the out of the game just because, you know, it might scare Liverpool somewhat somewhat. But, you know, 
<laughs> also, yeah, it's that. And also, Klopp's, Klopp has been very weird with the choices of players as he's been playing against the big team, which is... See, this was the thing, annoying. though, is I was watching the Genk game the other day, and the thing that annoys me about most about Klopp in big games is he continues to play it safe, or he try, he thinks he's playing it safe mm-hmm. by playing... Um, the midfield, the you know the midfield, the classic midfield three, the Brexit midfield um, of Wijnaldum, Fabinho, and Henderson. Now, Fabinho, absolute monster. He should be starting every single game. He is one. I think he is the best defensive midfielder in the world on current form. But I think what needs to happen is either Ox or or Cater have to start on Sunday. I think most most likely we're going to see um, Chamberlain start. Mostly because um, during the Genk game, as soon as he came off, I think he came off in like the 64th minute or something, like five minutes after he'd scored. As soon as he came off, my immediate reaction was he has to be starting on Sunday then because he wouldn't have taken him off. If he was playing that well, he wouldn't have taken him off just to, you know, spite him pretty much, unless he's playing on Sunday. Um, Fine. I think it's more of a wait and see because... I don't know. He's been playing on that weekend game. You know, he's been playing the week games consistently the last couple of weeks, and oh, yeah. every time, and every time that he has been playing, he's been playing so well. But therefore, it's not actually. He's got. I think he's. He's got what? Four goals. Spot. Four goals in four games at the moment for Chamberlain. But it's still. It's still hurting him a starting spot, Premier League, which is. I think where it's where you might start to query. Yeah. Is, is a Chamberlain actually his safe? See, I think safe start. I, I think the risk needs to be taken because, as far as I'm concerned, if we don't take the risk and still end up losing, then it becomes a problem, obviously, and then an inquest will be made and people will start questioning Klopp's choices. I think what he needs to do is start. Ch- is you know that's what the fans want. The fans want either Cater or. Ox starting. I think it's not going to be Cater, considering he hasn't been as good as Ox recently. And, you know, Chamberlain has, has two goals against City for Liverpool so far in his career. Read into that what you will, but, you know, he might score another one. You never know. I think, yeah. realistically, it's going to be the same kind of team for Liverpool as it has been the last couple of weeks. Alisson's obviously going to start in goal. I think the only other change I'd consider is who's going to partner Van Dijk at the back if Van Dijk you know, plays, which I hope he does. Because Matip's obviously out injured, and a lot of stuff has happened recently with um, Gomez and Lovren not exactly you know, living up. They're not really cementing themselves in the team next to Van Dijk, which is an issue. Because if Lovren plays against Man City on Sunday, I guarantee we'll at least concede one goal. Because he seems to do that every time. Yeah. Which is, you know, last season with the in the the, the only game that we lost all season actually the the City game at the Etihad. Um, it was a day. It was a Lovren mistake that let Aguero score a goal. The first the <laughs> opening goal. If he starts on on Sunday, I will be very worried. But at the same time, you know, Man City have got their fair share of. Injury. Injury problems. I mean, we talked, we've talked about Yeah, we have, you know, we've talked about already the possibility of Edison not playing. I think at the moment, if Bravo starts, 
on Sunday. I reckon he'll have a good game, if I'm being honest. I think it would just be typical if... I think it would be typical also if Edison just magically is fit for the game. Um, but apparently Rodri is fit now as well. Yeah, he's been off season. Oh, he's... Yeah, apparently he's he's come back early from injury, which is pretty um pretty wild. Um, Silver's apparently that's yeah, Silver. Ten, ten to twelve days from the November the third, which possibly that means he could be coming back for that game. Mm. I think with with the midfield for Man City, I don't think I think as long as they have Rodri starting at CDM, I think they'll be okay playing how who <coughs> playing whoever. Excuse me. Because De Bruyne is going to play, we know that. But we know that much, and they have other options like Bernardo Silva can play in the centre if he absolutely needs to. Um, Gundogan's going to play regardless at some point. You know, they're, they're not exactly sure of options in the middle, so I don't think it's really a problem if David Silva is injured. I think he's probably if they if anyone can afford to get injured, it's probably David Silva. Was um, Henderson off injured? Um, apparently Henderson's okay. I think I saw this on Twitter earlier as well. Actually, so apparently he was ill for the game. Game was he? Yeah, he was. Apparently, it was in the same tweet that um the that said that Van Dyke was out, or the Van Dyke you know wasn't um wasn't training. Yeah, so is Henderson looks okay at the moment? So you you might have you know the illness. I think straight that game before we start. For the city game. I kind of, do you know what? I kind of hope that Henderson doesn't start. I think I'm okay with Wijnaldum starting. I think if my ideal f- midfield three at the moment probably be Fabinho, um, Wijnaldum, and Ox for Sunday, just because you, ca- I don't think it would be wise to play Ox and Cater, considering you need a bit of balance in midfield, um, and I don't think either Ox or Cater provide that in, you know. In a way, I think Genie needs to play because he, you know he's he's very good at keeping the ball, very good at coming out of tight situations, which he's going to have to do, which our midfielders are going to have to do against City because they like to press. Um, but at the end of the day, I I think this is probably the biggest game of the season for Liverpool, all things considered, because this was the season, this was the game last season that we drew nil nil, and if we'd won that game. Then we would have won the league, and I think if anything, and you have dropped points against teams that you may have. Of, of course, of won. course, but at the same, t- in the same vein, you should be trying to beat everyone at home, especially considering yeah. what our home form has been like in the last couple of years. We haven't lost at home in any competition for fucking close now. Close for a game. <laughs> Oh, listen, I, I wasn't worried against Arsenal. Let's be honest. <laughs> I wasn't particularly... Oh no, I wasn't talking about Arsenal. Oh. There have been games where it's been. I mean, I think Liverpool have somehow looked a bit nervous at the beginning of the game for some reason. I think so. The goal has gone to in, uh, gone in too early. Sort of. I think at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's it's a winning mentality at the end of the day because yeah. the game against Villa. I didn't actually watch the game against Villa because I was out at the time, but the game against Villa, from what I could see was not going particularly well. We were getting loads and loads and loads of shots. 
but nothing was going in and eventually the persistence paid off and i don't think many other teams you know in in the league at the moment of can course. do stuff like that be a part i of think city. i think when you when at your current state with the team that normally plays safe it always looks like they've been rocked so hard after one goal goes in and it's, uh, it seems see, to be very difficult to come out of that. Until I don't think it. I don't box. think it is because I think I think it's different than in previous years. Because I think in previous years, if we went one nil down, or you know, even even you know, as recently as last year, because there were points last year where we didn't concede any goals. You know, the what was, what was it? The first ten games we didn't concede any goals. Yeah. And then we conceded against Leicester, and then the defense started panicking. I think we're better this year purely because. You know, when the team concedes, there's no there's no reaction, there's no panic, there's nothing. You know, they just they just get on with the game and just carry on what they were doing. And if they didn't have that mentality and they did panic, you know, like a team such as Arsenal does when they concede a goal, um, I think we'd be in a far worse position than we are now. I think it's just at this at this particular point in time, the entire team has such a you know, a unanimous winning mentality and i think i think we're gonna do i think we're gonna do fairly well against city on sunday i think we're gonna have to keep we're gonna keep it moving but you know today because we've got a lot to talk about but um we'll just go we'll just go final scores i was gonna say final final prediction (sighs) see my heart says 2-1 liverpool but my head probably says I wouldn't put it past City to I think I wouldn't put it past City to win 2-1 I can't lie I'd be going for one all draw because I was thinking of doing one all draw but then I'm thinking if City are going to score and say we have a nervous Gomez or a nervous Lovren at the back then anything can happen at that point but either way Either way, we'll move on to the next game. Next game we're going to be talking about is Leicester against Arsenal. Because I think that's probably, I think that's probably English, the greatest English manager or greatest Great Britain manager. Who, <laughs> <Yeah>. He's <laughs> been course. called that now. I've, I've been listening to those statements. It's quite an interesting. Best British, best British uh, manager. You know what? <laughs> I can't argue I with that. I don't, I don't disagree at the moment. He is taking Leicester. Um, he's pushed Leicester to a state where they can act. They are literally two points behind City. Mm-hmm. They are they are a team that seem like they're in fine It's hard form. to I disagree mean, when people say that he's the best British manager, especially because of the form that Leicester are in, you know, after absolutely spanking Southampton away from home. Um, did they, wait, hang on, did they win or did they draw last week? They won. Who did they play? I can't even remember who they played. Was South? Was it? No, it wasn't Southampton. No, was Southampton it? was the week before. Who did they play? No, wait, no, wait, it wasn't. They beat Crystal Palace. There we go. What was the score? Gino. Oh yeah. Away. Yeah. Away oh and well. yeah that yeah and the, the 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 Jamie Vardy goal was amazing as well. By the way, they just seem to be playing really good football. There are a lot of a lot look, of good footballers. They look comfortable as well. There are a lot of ballers in that team. Jamie Vardy's fucking leading the line. You got Yuri Tielemans playing behind him with James Madison. They've got options on you know on, at wing back with Ricardo Pereira, who I think is one of the best fullbacks in the league, and Ben Chilwell, who's you know very good for his age. There's probably going to be 
a world class left big left back at you know in his prime. They've got a lot of good players. And Arsenal look like a broken down <laughs> team. Well, see the problem with Arsenal. I think the thing that we have to talk about, the thing we have to address, is obviously Granite Jack has been um, stripped of his captaincy. Sure. And at this particular point in time, I think this is a must-win game for Emery because if he doesn't win this game, Arsenal are how far off the top four? I think they're already about 10 points off, aren't they? They're they're joining the uh, mid-table crew. They are indeed. Which is is only what? I mean, Arsenal, they are still in fifth, but they haven't won a Premier League game in three games. Um... They've lost one and drawn two of their last three. And, you know, they're, they're currently, what, six points off fourth? Yeah. Could, well, could potentially be nine if they lose on Saturday. And they could be ninth if they lose on Saturday. I think, yeah, they could, yeah, they could be ninth, which, I mean, that's, you know, if other results go in that, that kind of direction. If Sheffield United, Bournemouth, Brighton and um, Palace will win then yeah but can you really can you see him beating Leicester away from home no that's just an honest opinion (laughs) because their new their new captain now is um is Aubameyang Aubameyang has been named the new Arsenal captain club captain which I didn't really see the logic in if I'm being completely honest I mean I don't know who else they would name captain because I don't think there's any leaders in their Arsenal team at all, and I think that's probably one of their biggest issues. They don't have any leaders in the team. Yeah, this has been a problem for Arsenal since the days of... They've had... I don't think they've had Arsenal any... Vengel. Well, see, this is my thing. I don't think they've had a proper captain since Thierry Henry, if I'm being completely honest. You know, the, the likes, the likes of Nick... You know, captains, Arteta, never a, never a regular play. starter... You know, Mertesacker wasn't a regular starter when he was named captain. Koscielny, I think, was probably the you know the best they've got in the last couple of years. But then again, you know the whole the whole situation with him leaving in the summer was a bit a bit shit. I just think what they need is a couple of players who can drag them back and you know just can keep the winning mentality because I think that's what they're missing. Because as soon as they conceded against Crystal Palace. Um, not last week, the week just... before. Um, they just, they, they panicked. Who did they play last week? I can't even remember who they played last week. Um, they played Wolves. Wolves, the 1-1 draw, yeah, exactly. But that's what that's my thing, is that they don't, they seem to be giving up a lot of leads at the moment, because they, they you know, they, they led in the Palace game, they led in the Wolves game, and both both games ended up with them drawing at home. I think what they need to do is fucking sort it out, really. They've drawn the last two games. They've lost one, and they've drawn the other two. So they've. Although, do you think that maybe it's the pressure of playing in front of the fans at the moment for the Arsenal team? To to be honest, because I don't. I think I think the Emirates is probably one of the worst places to be when you're an Arsenal team not playing well. It's the worst place to be for an Arsenal player. It is so. Well, it seems yeah. so vile. See, I see. I wanted to say that, but I also like <laughs> want to try and be respectful. I mean, the Emirates doesn't seem to be a very good place to be if you're an Arsenal player playing badly. You Even know, we saw that. We saw that with Jacka. We saw that. You know, as soon as as soon as they don't really have a belief, they don't seem to have a belief. Arsenal, 
at the moment. And I think for me, if they're not playing in front of their own fans, I can see them getting a result against Leicester. But you I, say that, I and thought... they have still, they have still. In fact, they lost to Sheffield, no? Or, or uh, they lo- they lost to Sheffield United away. They did. Yeah, they did. A couple of games ago, that was the loss. In the last three games, they've had a one 0 away loss to she- Sheffield United. Excuse me, one um, 0 away loss to Sheffield United, and draws at home to Palace and Wolves. I think I think there is something just. But at the same time, the get you, we not, know we know that the not game sitting well. Something's not sitting well, but I also think that the game's going to be a lot more open than we think it is. Because at least with the game against Sheffield United, you know, Sheffield United are a very compact team. They know how to defend. Um, They're doing very well at the moment, actually. They're only a point behind Arsenal in the league. But they're a very compact team and they know how to defend. Leicester are going to go out, you know, all guns blazing. We'll want to put a few past Arsenal. I can see Arsenal possibly nicking it, you know. I don't know. I don't feel like that. I feel like the team is too, there's too much going on in the background for it to be. I feel like you're. I feel like you're right. Better. But if Emery, by some form of a miracle, puts out the right team, he played Özil last week. Özil had a good game against Wolves. I so... think the problem with Özil, which has been this love and hate relationship between Arsenal and Özil, has been. That defensive factor. I think that missing that Urzel, when it comes to the games where he's just being marked or he's finding it very difficult to make the passes, it feels like they are playing with 10 men instead of 11 men. I yeah. think this is why Arsenal fans hate him. Some hate him, hate him and then love him in the next game. It is such a weird and frustrating friend relationship that we have. I think it, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one because I think. Emery doesn't really know what he wants to do with this Arsenal team. And I think that's his biggest problem. Because he seems to be playing, you know, Torreira absolutely everywhere instead of in Torreira's, you know, best position, which is, you know, defensive midfield. He seems to be playing Aubameyang absolutely everywhere. And I think, you know, there was the whole thing. Do you remember a couple of a couple of months ago, um, Mourinho, yeah. on, uh, when, he was ta- when he talked about what he would do with the Arsenal team? Yeah, I think that was a perfect example of just you know if some as long as somebody has a clear mindset of what they want to do with a team, then you know that then they can go anywhere. Because as far as I'm concerned, I think I think what what Mourinho was saying was that he would set he would set the Arsenal team up in a similar way that you know Liverpool are set up in that you know they have the fullbacks, they have Kieran Tierney, and they have Hector Bellerin, two very good attacking fullbacks. You know, Bellerin's probably not as good as he used to be, realistically. But I, don't, I think that could be, um, I think that could be rectified if he actually played more games because he doesn't seem to be playing ahead of. I, see, this is my thing. Callum Chambers has been playing fullback. I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody seems to really understand what Emery's doing with the team. Why is I Callum Chambers playing it, fullback? The problem with these teams that are inherited. When you've got teams that have had managers who've had who've been managed by one manager for so long, when managers after them inherit these teams, 
there is pretty much a very confused state as to where players should be. And managers come in and straight think, right, this is maybe someone at a start. Maybe this is where I should put this player, et cetera, et cetera. Arsene Wenger did this, Arsene Wenger did that. And then the See, players have this Emery's, mentality. Emery shouldn't be doing that, though, because he's he's a clearly, he's a proven, I mean, he's a proven manager in a way, you know. You know, he's, he should, I mean, it should be easy enough for him to see, you know, if, if we just sat here now and just said, you know what, you'd put Leno in goal, realistically, you probably want Rob Holding and Callum Chambers at centre-back, maybe, you know, change that for David Luiz at some point, you'd have uh, Hector Bellerin and Kieran Tierney as the as wing-backs, pretty much, they'd be pushing upfield and creating width, you'd probably have, um, we'll say for... Just just in case he, he ends up starting games again, you'd have Granite Jacker playing CDM, and I think you'd probably you'd probably say you'd want um because Torreira you know he's a very he runs around a lot. I think Torreira and Gunduzi would be great playing in front of Jacker, and then I think a front three of Abamyang on the left hand side, Lacazette and Pepe would be brilliant. I think mean, said what I've just said there. I'm just briefly thinking that Emery has replace most of the team that was under Arsene Wenger or has replaced all of them. But see, this is my thing though, is that he seems he's, he's got, he's had enough time to get his own players in now. And he doesn't seem to, you know, I mean, Pepe, Pepe hasn't been doing, hasn't, hasn't done enough to justify 72 million scoring a couple free kicks and a penalty. doesn't really justify paying that much money. Well, my opinions on him. So you know, I don't think I don't think Pepe's a bad player. I don't think he's being utilized well enough. I think what what Emery's asking him to do is not what he wants to do. I think he needs to get forward more than he does currently. Um, do we do we think Emery's football just not adjusted for the Premier League? Is that I where see... the issue lies? Where are we talking about Pepe? No, Emery in general. Emery. See. See, I, but this is my thing: is that I don't even think it's to do with his football not being, you know, adapted to the Premier League. I just don't think he has a clear idea of what he wants. I think he puts players in positions and tells them to play at the moment. Because realistically, what's the what's the logic behind playing, you know, Callum Chambers on one side of you know at fullback and Kieran Tierney on the other side? Because one is clearly a lot more attacking than the other is. And I think if you if you try and if you try and you know have a clear idea of what you want to do with the team, then it can take you yeah. so much further. You know, Pep Guardiola has a you know a very clear idea of what he what he wants to do with the City team. Klopp, as much as there are some shortcomings, knows exactly what he's doing with the, the Liverpool team and knows exactly how he wants his team to play. Brendan Rodgers, at the moment, knows exactly how he wants his Leicester team to play as well. So. And I think it's also you also have to look at you know if, if people are going to say oh you know Emery you know should should have more time but if you look at what Frank Lampard's been doing with Chelsea at the moment he hasn't had anywhere near as you know he he hasn't been able to buy any players all he's been getting is the the leftovers all you know all of the loan players that he'd been he'd been given I think much. I think you do have to consider where Lampard's I think luck is somewhere there is where but see, I he don't... has had players who are. Have been in and out, not not probably at a Premier League level, but at that high level, like Championship football, and in even in other leagues. 
which I do. But see, this is some Chelsea fans. They were saying it's pretty. Seems feels like it's sort of luck. There is some sort of luck as well there but behind see, it. But see, you'd say it's luck, but they've also. This is a team that's won their last five games. Our fourth. Oh, and I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I do. I generally do fear Frank Lampard's team. And he's done with him, but then there is there are some incidents where I do think. I think something's being exposed here. Or obviously, something. obviously, you know, a bit of time is going to need to be, because, you know, look at how yeah. well Ollie was doing this time last year. with Exactly. That's, that's the other thing. And we exactly, you know, you know just, how that's ended that, that, It's just that Frank Lampard's come in and that's an old Chelsea player. He wants positive football. But I also think, I also it. think Lampard has the players that Ollie doesn't at this point. Oh, of course he does. I think in terms of like, I think Tammy Abraham's a very good player. I think if in my this is what, this is in what my I'm honest saying, opinion, I think Mason Mount is one of you know is one of the best attacking mids in the league at the moment. Hey, Tammy Abraham's had that stint at Aston Villa. Was he had a stint at Villa, but see, he was he was one of the top three scorers in the championship yeah, last year, and he he's made his self outright to be deserving of that spot. He's, yeah. he's even though the championship is a different type of football, he's definitely said, right, I do deserve to be in that in that team and I can score goals. And he's Which and he's gone and done. Where there are people lacking. Exactly. But I think with Arsenal, I don't I feel like they they have the players. I think that's not the problem. They definitely have the players because Abamyang is a world class striker. You know, Nicolas Pepe, as much as he's been a bit of a flop this is a guy who had, you know, 35 goal contributions last year in league or, you know, in all competitions, which I think was only, I think there were only two players who got more than him um, last year in terms of goals and assists. And I think one of them was Lionel Messi. I think the other was Mbappe. Like, he's, <laughs> he's clearly not a bad player. And I think he showed that last year that he's not a bad player and he should be doing, he may, he may not be hit, he shouldn't be hitting the heights that he was last year. Because obviously he's playing in a more difficult league, but I think he should be, Doing better than he is now. I was gonna say, is it, is it because of the leagues? Well, see, this is my thing: is I don't think I don't think the quality of league earn is very good. But at the same time, he did score quite a few goals, and I think it should have mm. been. He's got quite a few goals, got quite a few assists. I think he should be doing better than he is now. Maybe not, you know, like I said before, thirty-five goals and assists by the end of the season, because that's just not realistic. Thinking, you know, in because of the league that he's playing in is a lot tougher. But he should be doing better than he is at the moment. Is what I'm saying. He clearly Leicester has home, he clearly man. has the talent, but you know. Yeah, Leicester at home. I think what are we going for I'm, for this game? Just to be just quick. I'm, just, I'm, I'm going, going on Leicester three one. Because I think I might go for a I'm gonna go for a one one, actually. I think Arsenal possibly get something out of this game. I think mostly because they don't... I, don't, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think the burden of them playing at the Emirates is what has caused them to lose leads so quickly in the last couple of games. I think if they were to get a draw at Leicester, then it would be well-earned, I think, if they got a draw at Leicester. It would be a good point, because I think they'd take a point at this point. I think Leicester will come out of the gates, come fighting, come... I think Leicester will come probably. out swinging, but at the same time, they will probably they will probably take it, knowing Vardy and knowing the rest of that Leicester, but, Leicester team, they will have, come and score two goals. Who have Leicester played recently? 
Because um, I'm starting to think, have they played any big teams apart from? Did they they played you? They beat you, didn't they? They beat no. We they won. beat you. No, you won. They beat Tottenham at home. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me they beat Tottenham at home. Shit. Pretty sure they beat Tottenham at home. Uh, recently, I mean, I mean, there are teams at Arsenal. But this is, but this yeah. is my thing: is that obviously Arsenal and they beat Tottenham as well. They have beat Tottenham. There we go. But I, I feel like Leicester haven't really been tested. I think you know Tottenham at the moment aren't particularly I just, playing very I well. Don't, I don't agree that Arsenal. I don't agree that Arsenal fundamentally. I don't really agree that Arsenal is fundamentally test. Uh, I don't think it. But see, this, this is my thing. I think it will be. I don't think it will be as much of a test. But at the same time. I can see Arsenal getting something out of the game just purely because the players, if the players want Emery to stay, put it this way, if if the players are interested in Emery staying, they will get something out of the game because, you know, they, they know there's something at stake. Because if Emery doesn't win this game or doesn't get at least a point from this game, I reckon he's gone within the week. <sighs> I think we'll it's see. a make or break game. And if the players genuinely want him there, then they will pull it out of the bag for him. Because they're all talented enough to do it. And I think they do need to start bucking up their ideas as well, because I don't think it's just Emery's fault. I blame the players as well. well it's, not, it's never always the manager's fault. Exactly. I think it's a it's a top-to-bottom thing that then, you know that some changes need to be made. But either way, we'll move on. Um, we'll just do a quick, quick rundown of the rest of the games, I reckon. Um, what have we got? Let's have a look. I should, uh, I should have, have this up. I should have this up already. Norwich, Norwich, Watford tomorrow, tomorrow evening. Norwich, Watford tomorrow evening. I think. Well, I mean, I'm going to go for a Norwich win purely because I think Watford. I... In fact, no, because I think Watford. I'm going to go for a Watford win. Really? I think Watford might. Because just... I think Watford have been better recently since they've since they got. Yeah, um, that's why. Since I mean, they got. Is it Kike Flores who's, who's the manager again? I think, yeah. It is Kike Flores again. Because he, he left, didn't he? Yeah, he came back. And now he's back again. So I think it is Kike oh, Flores. Yeah, I thought so. Because um, no, I always, I always get, I always get him confused with Javi Gracia because all of them, because Watford love just um, love appointing these mid-table Spanish managers. Um, I think Watford have got better, but I also think Norwich at home. If Puki can get back to his early season form, because I don't think anybody's really mentioned the fact that Puki's not, you know, not been firing recently. I think it's kind of gone under the radar. And um, I think, I think Norwich have too much for Watford, if I'm being honest. They've played better recently, but I think. It's now crunch time for Norwich, and they need to start getting some points against teams that they should be getting points against at home. So I'm going to go for a two-one win for Norwich. I'm going to go for. I'm just looking at just performances from the last five games. Both teams. Norwich have not been great, but neither of Watford. Both I think teams. Both teams are struggling, and I think this is my thing. I think this is a, a bottom. This, I'm pretty sure this is a bottom of the table clash, isn't it? Yeah, it's nineteen versus nineteen. 19th against 20th. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I think, I think Norwich I think Norwich are going to get a win if I'm being honest. Norwich are going to beat them. But 
So I'm going to go for a two-one. What's your what's your no no draw? No no draw. Okay. So we got uh, next up Chelsea Palace. Got to be a Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea win. Chelsea win. Got to be Chelsea win. I mean, Palace have been playing really well recently. I'm quite surprised by how well Palace have been playing. Um, they are going, at the moment at ninth. But at Stamford Bridge, Bridge at the moment, Chelsea are you know smashing everyone. Really, I think they might. I think Palace might get a goal or two. I'm not. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they scored. So I'm going to go for a. I'm going to go for four two, Chelsea. I think finally, hopefully, for Chelsea's sake, they can hold on to a clean sheet. So I'm going to go to you now. Ooh. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it's a bit bit ballsy giving Chelsea the clean sheet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the clean sheet, you know. Um, Burnley West Ham. Uh. <laughs> Two teams, two teams, two teams that have bored the absolute shit out of me in the last couple of weeks. I don't think it's part. I think with West Ham, it really annoys me because they're a team that have so much bloody fucking like so much talent, but they just seem to just not be clicking, and it really pisses me off. Because some of those players could play for top teams, but they. I've always felt the same about West Ham. I feel like they have great players and they seem to put down put together these teams of great individuals, but they can never really play together. I think that's been their biggest problem in the last like, you know, ten years or so. I think you only need to look at, you know, the Dimitri Pyatt season. Where Pyatt oh, wow. know, was just putting in performance after performance. I don't do you remember any other West Ham players from that season? No, not really. Exactly. Anyway, um, I think I'm going to go for. I'm going to. Well, but how have Burnley been doing recently? They're 14th now. They've lost their last three games. Burnley West Ham, what's your score prediction? Burnley West Ham, no, no. No, no. I can't see it. I can't see anyone scoring at the moment. I'm going to go for a 1 0 Burnley. I have, I have faith. Okay. I have faith in Ashley Barnes, is what I have. Newcastle Bournemouth. I, See, I, that's going to be an open as fuck game. If I'm being completely honest, I think there's going to be a couple goals on each side. Mm. Newcastle have to start winning games properly, because I think at the moment, well, they won. They won the last game. Who did they play last week? They played. They beat West Ham away from home three two. Oh, that was the game they went three 0 up in, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be an open game because I don't think Newcastle or Bournemouth are particularly great at defending, but they are two two teams who can who have players who can hurt hurt each other going forward. I'm going to go for a. I'm going to go for a two two. I reckon. I'm going to go for. Hold on. Just trying to check if it's Newcastle home. It is Newcastle. Yeah, if Newcastle it's Newcastle home, home I'm going to go three two. Purely because I know Bournemouth will hurt, but I think Newcastle might take it at home. Are you going for a second, a second three two for Newcastle in in two? Yeah. Minutes? Play. Um, this one's a bit of a bit of a wild one. Um, Southampton Everton. I've, I've I've got my money on Everton. See, I don't. 
because Everton have been very poor recently. I think last weekend, um, obviously everything was overshadowed by the Andre Gomez horror injury. Um, I think luckily, luckily he's you know the surgery's gone well, and apparently he's doing he's doing quite well. He's he's the surgery was successful, and he was good. He's good. I don't think he's going to be playing again, ever. I think he'd, I don't, well, I mean, at least I don't think he's going to play at a top level again, Andre Gomez, after that. But I think it raises the question, actually. Um, he's been starting and he's been one of Everton's most important midfielders in, you know, recent years. Since he came on loan from Barcelona last year, he's been playing quite a lot and he's been very, very influential. And especially recently when he's been playing in midfield with Tom Davis. Um, it's just becomes a question now of who replaces him. Because, yeah. because I, I'm, I can't even think of any players that would replace him at this point. Who, right, let's have a look at this, this, this Everton team real quick. Because from, from what I'm, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think there are many players who could replace Gomez. Because they play... Obvi- I mean, okay, here we go. So their their team against against Tottenham, um, Gomez and Davies play in, um, just ahead of Delph. But realistically, you've got to look at who would be able to replace... I mean... I don't really see anybody. I don't know why Dibriel Sidibe is um, listed as a, a midfielder here, but... You know, Morgan Schneidlin, can you really, you know... Mason Holgate's not going to play in midfield. I mean, you could you could argue that Sigurdsson might move back, but I don't know if Sigurdsson's fit at the moment. Otherwise, I feel like he would have played the other week. Well, they're going to have to make that decision, aren't they, this weekend, because... Exactly. Gomez has been fundamentally part of their team... Exactly. ...since, since the beginning of the season, so... They're gonna have to make that move and make that charge. You might be able to make a case for Gilby Sigurdsson moving a bit further back, but at the same time, that puts a lot more pressure on um, on Fabian Delph for defensive duties. I think Andre Gomez, while we've, I don't think any of us have really thought that he's a great player. You know, um, everyone's made their jokes about Andre Gomez before, but he's good enough to keep that midfield ticking over for Everton. So I don't know. I'm gonna go for. I'm going to go for Southampton win 2-0. I think there's going to be a lot more charge and passion from Everton just for what's happened. And Southampton have had a very... They've had a couple of rough fixtures. However, though, they did get a, a, a quite a... Um, quite. I mean, it's not a big result, but it was an encouraging result against Man City only losing 2-1. They managed to get a goal against Man City away from home and keep them away for most of the game. So I'm I'm going to go with Southampton winning 2-0. I don't think Everton, at the moment, I think Everton's problems, especially because of, you know, they've all been compounded by the Andre Gomez injury. So I think it's just going to keep getting worse for them 2-0. I'm going Everton 1-0. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Different. Tottenham, Sheffield, <laughs> Tottenham, Sheffield United. Sheffield 2-1. Oh, are you sure? Are you, are you sure, sure about that? Yes. I think I'm going to go with a 1-1. One, one. 
In fact, I no, scratch that. Sheffield's... I'm going. I'm going for nil nil. I think Sheffield's football have has been quite nice to watch. They are good. Sheffield hard. United have been very good to watch recently, especially in the la- in the last game. They were they absolutely smashed it. Who did they play last game? I can't even remember. Burnley. 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 They they scored a couple of good, really good goals. Like I'm, I think they're I think they, they're probably one of the, the best. The most. The ball. I, mean, I think they're one of the the most defensively sound teams in the league, realistically, Sheffield United. And I like that. I, I like, like that. I think they're they're a typical, you know, good old English team. And we need more of those in the Premier League. But I think it's going to be a 0-0. Oof, we're talking so you, so you're, going for, you're going for a 2-1 win for Sheffield. Yes, I am going for a 2-1 Sheffield. But see, this is my thing, is that Tottenham, Tottenham, they didn't play well against Everton last weekend. We know that. They did, however, beat Red Star. How many goals did they score against Red Star away from home? This is right, but this is why uh, Champions League performance versus Premier League performance. I know, I know. I know. I'm just, tra- I'm trying to give Tottenham a chance. I'm going to go for a nil-nil. You're going for a two-one Champions United. So that we'll leave it at that. We've already talked yeah. about Leicester Arsenal um, Sunday. Big game for Man United <laughs> against Brighton <sighs> at home. No, no. I just, to be honest, and I'm going to be like, it's very, a big, that's a big middle of the table clash for that. For that. I'm going to be very like. It seems to be that Ole is. He's finally found something that has has been effective for him, but he still decides to go back to a four at the back, and it's not the four that you would want, and it's not the four that is encouraging. The midfield is not encouraging at all. And it's getting to a point where there is a, a lot of frustration with this team. Now, because we're at home, I f- there is a little bit more faith. But actually, I feel like United probably might win this game. But Hey, listen, this, the, the, there Brian, is, there Brian are, there are not a team to be, to be sniffed of course, at. Of course not. Of course They're not, above but... you on the table. <laughs> of course not. But then... I'm joking. There is... <laughs> There is a bit of there is hope when we're at home, but other than that, I don't really have faith when we kind of step out. I think I have faith. I think for me, because see, I like Brian. I like the way Brian play. I think Graham Potter's done a great job, and I think people have been telling me. I think one of the I think one of the craziest things I saw over the summer was that people didn't understand why Brighton brought in uh, Graham Potter from Swansea. Well, being completely honest, I thought he was going to do a great job, and he has done a great job so far. I think he's got Neil Mopé playing very, very well. Um, he's scored, I think, five goals now. He's got the likes of Aaron Connolly, who's come up through the ranks. He's playing quite well. Pascal Gross is still, you know, pinging balls about and stuff like that. I think they're playing really well. I I think this game's going to be close. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Man United. I think I'm going to agree with that. I just don't think United's midfielder at the moment is... Don't get me wrong. Standard. I agree. I think Man United's and midfield isn't up to standard. I think in, I think actually there's a lot of Man United's team that isn't really up to standard. No, of course. Um, but at the it same just... time, it's it's Manchester United. They're at Old Trafford. Like you don't really bet bet against them at Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah, and it depends how Ole comes out with formation wise as well. Like the four at the back has been so costly to us in the last couple of. The games where we played it, whereas when we moved from three in the back, we've been more effective and our attacking force has been more present than it has been, say, our games with four four in the back. I think that's I think 
that's natural though i think especially at the moment for man united because i feel like the problem but, the problem with the likes Bournemouth, you can see it but i think the problem see. with the likes of rashford and martial is that they're not consistent enough and that, that i think is, that when on their day on their day they are brilliant brilliant players but they're just not consistent enough there'll be days where 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 you know rashford looks like ronaldo but there'll also be days where you know Tech, Craig McHale Smith. See what I mean? You see what I mean? Yeah. So there it just is, depends. There is a frustration where these some of these players really want to play on the, in the week. And there was something about Rashford and Maguire not really happy to do it. And I'm like, I don't really see the benefit of you playing 90 minutes in the week if you are if you supposed, playing on the weekend. Yeah, supposedly supposed to be our only main striker at the moment or mm-hmm. with Martial. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a weird one, and it's it's difficult. Kind it? of, I think Oli needs you know, to go I, at some point. I think there is that, but also there needs to be players coming in. There needs to be get rid of that old guard. That old guard is which is I think is killing me. Although I've been watching, I've been watching Smalling in Roma, oh, and that's listen, been an interesting. Listen, that's, been, <laughs> that's been an interesting, especially because one. especially because Italy is a very they have a very good. Like defensive league, their league they they do not mess about when it comes to defending. No, they don't. Which is why it is so odd with his stats and not whatnot. He's not like the best defender status wise in the Italian he's league. Which is so be- odd. Yeah, he's doing better. <laughs> like, you know, he's he's doing better than he was at Man United. But either way, what I'm is... I'm gonna go with the Man United win for two one. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go two one as well. Cool. Last game that we've got to talk about because we've already talked about Liverpool City starting at four thirty on Sunday. Um, the other two, the other two o'clock game is Wolves against Aston Villa. I feel like that's the most interesting game of the pack as well. For me, it's <laughs> also quite interesting because these are two teams that, another two teams that don't p- defend particularly well, but they do like getting forward. They, and they have players that come and they the don't hold pack when they come and attack as well. Exactly. Although Which I do think I do think Wolves are a bit better defensively than Villa are. Yes, they are. So I'm probably going to go for a two nil Wolves. In fact, no, I'm going to go for a three one Wolves. So at home, um, yeah. I'll say, oh yeah, 2-1, 2-1 Wolves. I think Aston Villa will come and get that goal, but Wolves will take it. Yeah. And also, also, I do really admire their Wolves manager. I don't know why. I think I really just like watching his football every time. Oh, Nuno? Yeah, I just love watching Wolves football every but time. They're, they're, they're a good they're team. Sport. I think it helps that they can that they can cherry pick talents from the Portuguese league and Portuguese players. Yeah. Um, because at that point, you know, there are a lot of great players coming out of Portugal at the moment. I think, you know, that's obviously, that's a league for another time that we'll be talking about at some point. But, yeah. you know, I, it's it's great, especially because there's there's a lot of these Portuguese players who are coming from, like, you know, that I think, I'm pretty sure, what's, oh, what's the name of the winger they brought in? It's really going to annoy me now, it's going to bug me. Um, oh, what's the name of the winger? It's really going to annoy me. Oh, is un- he hasn't played very much. He hasn't played partic- particularly. Pedro Neto, right? Yes. From um from Braga. He um I I I didn't know much about him at all, but he doesn't seem like a bad little player. He hasn't really hit you know set the world alight re- recently. But he doesn't seem like a bad little player. I think if they keep keep that kind of strategy transfer strategy up, 
in just bringing in these players that you know nobody is really nobody else is really going for, but because they have the the scouts to see the talent when it's you know before it's appeared. I think they're they're going to be doing all right. I think they've struggled recently because of the Europa League um, and stuff like that. In fact, what was their score today, as of recording? Because they did play tonight and they played against. Um, I can't remember what they what the team's called. Some Europa League team. I can't remember. Mm. Who did they play against? It's really going to annoy me now. The Slovan. They won one nil. Raúl Jiménez scored in the ninety second minute. There we go. This is this is what I'm saying though. I feel like even with all of the, the burdens of playing in the Europa League, I think they're going to be all right. So, yeah, I'm giving them a 3-1. And you're going for, what, 2-1? Yep. Sick. And so that leads us on to, I think what we're going to do is we're going to miss out Champions League this week. Because nothing particularly crazy happened apart from the draw with Chelsea and um, Ajax. But um, our guest league for this week is going to be the Bundesliga because we have a big game on the weekend and a lot of stuff has happened in the last week. Um, the big game is obviously Bayern Munich against Borussia Dortmund. At the moment, it's not. I mean, you know, you'd kind of expect it to be. You'd expect it to be the top of the table clash, but no. At the moment, you know, these two, neither of them are even in the top three at the moment, are they? No, it doesn't affect the title, which is it doesn't. I mean, you never know all. that though, because it could it could end up. I mean, I yeah, know, Dortmund a second. Never mind that. But it. this is not the fixture that says the be or end all of. But see, at the moment, I don't. I think we. It's it's interesting to see what's happened at Bayern because obviously Nico Kovac hasn't particularly been there for you know. I mean, he won the league last year. And he's been sacked yeah. after 11 games this year. I think a lot of Arsenal fans, I've seen a lot of Arsenal fans on Twitter, you know, atting Arsenal Football Club and being like, oh, this is how you do it. This is how a big club does it. Realistically, I don't think Niko Kovac was fairly dismissed, if I'm being completely honest. And his, think... his winter is, is the games he's, what, he's played, for, he's won five, drawn three, lost two. It's not, not overly. They're still Shocking. fourth. They're fourth at the moment, yeah. and you know, they're, it's not like they're it's not like they're doing particularly badly in the Champions League. I think at the moment they are still top of their group, aren't they? Above Tottenham. Yeah. Um, after so that, absolutely thrashing against Tottenham as well. So I think actually it was unfair dismissal, and I think Arsenal fans that are calling the you know the board to do the same thing with Emery. I think it's just a bit. It's not the same, realistically, and I think it's a bit unfair on Kovac. Yeah, because Bayern Munich have won four out of four games in the Champions League. They're still fourth, and they're, you know if they beat Dortmund on the weekend, they go up to 21 points, one point behind um, Gladbach in first. They're not doing particularly badly, and I think I think it's just by Bayern Munich standards, you kind of expect them to be running away with the league by now, and they're just because they're not doing that, all of a sudden the board want to get rid of Kovac. So... I think that's my that's my problem with it. Really, is that it's not. I don't. I think it was an unfair dismissal. But there could be other stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, and you know. I do like the fact that it isn't one team running away with the league this year, though. It is good. I mean, like you said earlier, there's you know there's what the top six are separated by like three or four points, aren't they? They're not even that. Something along those lines. It's the top. From second to ninth, there's only two points. From yeah, from second to ninth, yeah. But from first to so tenth, there's, lot... there's only only seven. 
but this is my thing as well as i i kind of like you know you kind of look at it from the outside and say Bayern Munich aren't doing too badly they're fourth in the league why has Kovac been sacked but at the same time they lose against Dortmund at home on the weekend there's a possibility of one two three four five they go down to 11th um no they go down to 10th. They could, they could go. I mean, you know, it's it's likely, no, likely, you know, it's really very unlikely, quite unlikely. But at the same time, that is, you know, it's a possibility. At the end of the day, they could end up going down to tenth. That's the worst case scenario. They don't beat Dortmund at home. Dortmund, who at the moment are second in the league, but you know, they they haven't been. But they haven't been at tip top either, have they? So I think no. at the moment, it, you know, Munch and Gladbach. I don't think Mitch and Gladbach are going to keep, you know. I don't think they're going to keep going how they have been recently. I think you know it's a good, it's been a great start from them. Um, I think what what I who's been playing you know Marcus Marcus Taram's been playing well for them. Um, Lillian Taram's son, I found out earlier. Um, I didn't think uh, Lillian Taram was a, was old enough to have a son who's like what twenty two years old, but apparently he is. Um, so. We've got, uh, yeah, Monch and Gladbach are playing Werder Bremen as well. Werder Bremen, who are 12th. So you'd probably expect Gladbach to carry on winning at this point, I think. Sorry, I'm just going to have a stretch quickly. Um, you'd probably expect Gladbach to keep on winning, especially um, against Werder Bremen. I think the result last weekend for Bayern Munich was a freak result against... Um, against Frankfurt. I feel like that would that might have been I feel like that might have been the reason for the sacking if I'm being honest. I think if it was less I think if they'd lost 1-0 against Frankfurt, I don't think he would have been sacked. I think it was purely because of the the severity of the defeat. It's always it always seems to be a snap or snap decision which affects some of these clubs and some of these managers and I think and I think that Bayern haven't even lost at home yet, which is the I other. Thing. I mean, they've played they've played ten games. I'm so you'd have to assume that all five of the games that they've played at home, they've won. Actually, oh, would you won. would you assume that? Oh, hang on, let's have a look. I think we'll, the have a look has at, been, we'll have a look at their been a fortress. Let's have a look. They obviously they lost lost last week against Frankfurt five one or not yeah Frankfurt um they beat Union Union Berlin week before no that was it am I looking at this right I am looking at this right so they beat Union Berlin the the week before they drew two two away at Augsburg the week before that um they lost two one at home to Hoffenheim when was that I'm, I can't see the fixture oh that's why I can't see the fixture and um in fact. I'm pretty sure. No, never mind. I was going to say that the, the the striker who scored the goals for um for Hoffenheim was um was from Iran. He's not. I was going to say that was your boy, but never mind. Um, um yeah. So it's, uh, it's it's difficult at the moment because I feel like Robert Lewandowski is is in great form. He's been scoring quite a lot of goals recently. I think even by his standard, it's been okay. Um, Nabry's been you know t- absolutely tearing it up whenever he's played. Um, Coutinho started well well enough at Bayern, all things considered. I think he's yet to reach the heights that he did before. You know he started 
you know, becoming a bench warmer of Barcelona. I'm not salty at all, but you know, we'll carry on. <laughs> I think the oh, problem. I think the problem is, is that with a team like that, you'd expect them to be running away with the league, and they're not. So, I kind of understand the concept of getting rid of Kovac because it's most likely his fault. Who are the top scorers in the in the in the? It's Lewandowski with fourteen. Exactly. This, this is my thing. Is you know, I feel like if, you, if they didn't have, if they didn't have Lewy, what you know, what else would they be doing? But Werner's been playing well as well, hasn't he? I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of speculation about him leaving in January at the moment um, because apparently he has a 25 million pound release clause, which is see, it sounds too good to be true. If I'm being completely honest, because he's a very very good although player. although the other the European leagues tend to seem to have. These compulsory, what's it called? Buyout clauses. Buyout clauses. I think, yeah, but, you know, a lot of them will be stupid money, though, wouldn't they? Like, you know, when, whenever Real Madrid yeah. or Barcelona buy a player, they always put, like, you know, I think, what was it, Ronaldo had, like, a 900 million release clause or something stupid like that. I guess it's also, I think, guess it's probably down to the fact that people, that they probably didn't expect Werner to be as good as he is now. Yeah, which so, is the other issue. So, obviously, you know, Unless he signs a new contract soon, and then someone's going to exploit the twenty-five million pound release clause. I mean, they will get somebody else in because Leipzig at the moment. Um, I think there were a lot of. I think when they first came in, up into the league, a lot of people didn't like them because they were sponsored by Red Bull and all that kind of thing. And um, but I think what they actually do with their transfers is quite smart because they always bring up these these talents from you know, especially from Salzburg. A lot of Salzburg players end up going to Leipzig. And I think, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I wouldn't be surprised to see Werner leaving either in January or in the summer. I think it'd probably most likely be in the summer. If Werner were to leave in the summer, do you reckon that they could possibly bring in um, Erling Braut Haaland from Salzburg? Oh, so I've... I've... There are a lot of rumours about that boy and where he is going. And of course. None but see, this is my thing. None of them have been about Leipzig, but at the same time, I think I don't no. think it would I don't think it'd be a bad move for him, especially because he's still quite young. I don't think it would benefit him in the slightest if he went to somewhere like Man United. I think if we if he were to continue his you know, his upwards trajectory and actually wanted to be, you know, better than he is now. I think it'd probably be better better off for him to go to somewhere like Leipzig, especially if Werner leaves, then he becomes the main man, and he's playing in the Bundesliga, which is a bit you know a, a bit more difficult league than you know the Austrian league, where it's pretty much just Salzburg putting six past teams every week. So, I think realistically, where do you think Werner would go though? Um... I'd love to have him at Liverpool. I'd love to have him at Liverpool. I doubt he'll go to Liverpool, though. But you know, I, I don't think he'd be content with sitting on the bench. So, like, I'm not... It's difficult, really. I don't see... It is difficult, and I don't think anyone at the moment... Going off rumours and looking around, it doesn't seem like anyone is really... Do you know what, though? I could kind of see... There's no, there's no heat around any of the sort of transfer... Because I think uh, other, a lot of other teams are going for different players, and that's the difference. I think a lot of they either have you know have a striker, or they and they don't need Werner, or they're going for a different type of player. 
I think actually somewhere like Dortmund, I think he would fit in quite well. Although the most, the most that I'm seeing report wise is Liverpool, which is hey, listen, I'll take him. I'll absolutely take him. He's a great option, I think, especially if um, Liverpool United, I think, and Chelsea. Chelsea would be, I think, would be would be a realistic one. Although Darren um, Bent is apparently telling him not to, which is I'm, odd. I'm, I'm not surprised, <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, um, I think actually, what what do we reckon the score is going to be in this this game then? The Bund, uh, what the, the Bayern, Bayern, Bayern Dortmund. Dortmund game because I think it's it's going to end up being. I, I, I mean, it, especially I, if I we think don't it might know because because at the moment there's been a lot of there's been a lot of rumours about Arsene Wenger. Possibly going to Bayern Munich. I'm actually, to be honest, uh, Wenger has come out today saying he's not joining them. Did he say that? I read, okay. correct, read correctly. Or he's... Because he seemed to be the only rumour that I was hearing. I, I haven't seen any. Wenger, no, no talk. No talk to Bayern Have a look. Um, asked about spe- asked something asked about speculation. He said, I never refuse to talk to Bayern Munich, but I know these people live... I am nearly going to Bayern a long time ago. At the moment, I haven't talked to them. We have not talked to each other, and I don't know if we will. That's from the BBC. Apparently, Ralph so, Ranić has dropped out as well. But um, let's have a look here. Let's see who's um, who's been in the, the running for um, the manager. See, I reckon someone, I mean, I would say go for someone like Julian Nagelsmann. But he has only just gone to Leipzig, I'm pretty sure, hasn't he? Go yep. for a young manager. So you probably go. For, you probably want to go for someone... Because they probably will go for someone from the German league. I don't, I don't imagine they'd, go, they'd look abroad. I think they'd look for someone who could drop in, knows the league already. Um, Jose Mourinho, possibly. Did you see Mourinho? He did. I did. I, I thought I heard somewhere that he was learning to speak German. True. I, if if I'm not mistaken. Really? Wait, 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 wait. Was he? Wait. I, I wasn't listening. Though. I so, I I heard I heard somewhere he's learning to speak German, or if that was just a little rumor. I think apparently also one of the big ones here is Eric Ten Hag from um, from Ajax is a possibility, especially after he took him to the Champions League semi-finals last year. He seems to be doing a you know reasonable enough job this year. Um, many especially sources without, are saying without some of his best players, Eric Ten Hag. There are many sources saying that. He... He has asked, has been um, what's it called moving to Germany. has been talking about moving in several papers. Interesting. So we probably we probably might see. Mar- I mean, I I'd kind of be sad really? to see him go from Sky Sports. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah, he's I think been I think amazing. he's one of I think he's one of the better pundits, especially you know considering the quality of pundits like you know Graham Sunas. I think. He's one of the better pundits because he actually knows his shit. However, I think it. 
I don't know if I don't know if I can see Bayern going for Mourinho because it's a very short term plan. I think a lot of a lot of teams are kind of put off by the fact that Mourinho is a very short term solution. Hazra? Oh, yeah, now I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Just just reading articles. That's what I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> trying to trying to suss out what's what's the ideal, what is going on, and what's what's happening. Marino, it seems to be at either two clubs at the moment. Or Arsenal, what's it called? I don't think he's going to go to Arsenal. I don't think, Arsenal, I don't think there's a chance, Munich, so I don't think is... there's a chance he's going to go to Arsenal. I think Arsenal would be stupid to... They'd be shooting themselves in the foot if they if they brought Mourinho in. Because I feel like you need strong characters in the in the dressing room if you're going to have Mourinho as your, as your manager. And I feel like Arsenal... Their players, they're not particular. You know, they're not the most strong-willed people in the world, are they? I think he'd walk all over him, and I don't think it would do them any good. So I'd go with Jose Mourinho. So if Mourinho does end up being the Bayern manager, they probably will. You know, that you know, it's a pragmatic. It'll probably be a pragmatic approach. I think he would suit the Bundesliga well. And I think you know he um, would he would have I think he actually suits Bayern Munich particularly well because they have a lot of good very good defensive you know players who can also maybe they have already a team which has good players exactly so probably going to be Jose Mourinho I I reckon it, I reckon it's a good a good fit really but what are we so what what are we saying for the result then in the end I'm saying I think it's going to be a draw line by. A draw. I think. Yeah, draw. Interesting. I I'm think... gonna go I'm gonna go for a three nil to Bayern Munich. And... I think that, I think Dortmund Dortmund even though they haven't been consistently winning they So there is an edge of this could be there could be a charge of they it could be. Could be what? Out for a win this weekend. Oh, Dortmund win. Yeah, no, I'm saying it will. I think it will be a draw. I think Dortmund be, will be up for be, it. They'll be up for it. And they'll be one, up for yeah, it. one points. I think both. It's an important game for both teams because obviously, you know, whoever loses at this point could drop down significantly in the table, considering how tight it is at the top. I think, for me, I think I'm going to go for a Bayern 3-0 win. I just don't know if Bayern... Because when they want to turn it on, you know, Lewandowski's one of the best strikers in the world. That And that's the thing. And if... if, if they Lewin, don't have if Lewin, at the moment as well. They don't, but at awesome. the same time, you know, that could just be, you know... They might want to bounce bounce back. They had a good result the other day against uh, yesterday against Olympiacos. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday against Olympiacos, um, winning two 0 So I think at the moment, as long as Lewandowski can carry on firing, and you know the likes of Nabry, Coman, and Coutinho can actually turn up against Dortmund, which they probably likely will, because it's a big game, and you know they want they want to win big games. Um, I think there's less complacency at that point, so I'm going to go for a three 0 win, and you're going for a one one draw. Uh, yeah, one one draw. Fair enough. Well, 
I think that that covers that's the um the coverage for the Bundesliga today. I think that's the end of the podcast actually. How have you how have you felt about that, Kazra? Have you enjoyed your time today? I've quite enjoyed it. It's had a good been time. Quite, it's been, yeah, it's been a we've good had, time. We've man. had a few technical issues with you know yeah, and, been... and what whatnot, but you know at the same time it's a, it's a new podcast. These things are likely to happen. Um, if you want to follow Kazra on Twitter, I'm sure I'll put his um, his, descri- his his link in the description. Don't worry about that, guys. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we'll not we'll not be putting Kazra's link in the description. You can, uh, my links will be in the description, so you can come follow yeah. me. You can ask questions. Go, go follow my boy Josh. Go ask, boy, follow my boy Vinay. Ask so, questions yeah. to me that I can ask Kazra, and then we'll see. You know, I'll I'll, I'll let him receive the abuse. Um, if um, if you don't know already, we're actually um, available on quite a few platforms now. We're um, available on Apple Podcasts. We're available on Spotify. We're available on Google Play. And just about any other podcast um, site that you think of using. I don't know what other ones people would think of using, but we're available on all of them now. Spotify. No, Spotify. We've said said Spotify. There you go. SoundCloud. I don't know about SoundCloud. We'll see. But either way, it's been a pleasure having you, Kazra. Happy birthday to Vinny. And I will see you next week. Thank you, guys. See ya.